You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, hey, this is Kate and you're listening to the Fabulous Queens podcast. Katie and Nathan would like you to know that their show contains some strong language. So if you're not down with colorful swears, this might not be the show for you. Since you clearly like learning about women in history, check out my podcast, The Exploress, where we time travel back through history to find out what life was like for women of the past. Cheers, bitches! Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Nathan. Good afternoon, my fair lady, Katie. Ooh. <laughs> I like the ring of that. <laughs> of course I you I get would. used to that. <laughs> fair lady, Katie. And y'all don't see her, like, tossing her hair back and forth. <laughs> How are you, Nathan? Good. 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 Elizabeth of Austria. Booyah! Y'all have been requesting our chick here since we've been Day doing one. this podcast for three years now, yeah. nearly. And it's been like every single day. Every single, and it's always suggested. Yeah. Without fail. Yeah. So, let's talk about her. Yeah, she's super fascinating, and I understand why you guys want yeah. to talk about her. So, um, Elizabeth of Austria, she was a Bavarian princess who then became queen of the Austrian Empire. But before we jump into it, Nathan... What are we drinking? So I decided to, um, when researching her, I ran across some of her, like, beauty regiments. Mm -hmm. And one of them involved, like, strawberries, raw beef, and uh, uh, what was the other one? Rose petals. Okay. And I I omitted the raw beef. (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, But what I did is I soaked some strawberries in vodka Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then took that vodka and used it with a little bit of rose water and club soda. Well, I, as I've already, I mentioned every time, I'm a simple cocktail gal and I dig this. Mm. I really like this. I would order this at a restaurant. It's simple. It's not super fruity. These glasses are super cute, which I like. Um, so I like this one, Nathan. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's yeah. not like uh, gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> Lighter fluid. Yeah. And I've already eaten my strawberry that garnished it because I'm a little hungry. <laughs> I can tell. Good Lord. All right, but before we really get started, let's do um, some shout outs to our Patreon supporters. First, um, I've just made a new category because we have a handful of y'all that are just donating more than we ask. So to our queen mothers, Amber, Ashley, Charity, Courtney, Delania, Heather, and Natalie. And shout out to our Empress supporters, Angelica, Brianna, Anastasia, Brooks, Brendan, Brittany, Cadence, Christine, Erin, Eleanor, Grace, Hannah, Isabella, Jackie, James, Jessica, Joshua, Jared, Kelly, Kaylee, Catherine, Kristen, 
Lizzie, Lucy, Maureen, Mariah, Rachel, Sarah, Kate, Stephanie, Taylor, Terry, Tiffany, and Yen. And shout out to our queen consorts, Adelaide, Alexis, Amanda, Ashley, Alyssa, Brianna, Beck and Chris, Chelsea, Christina, Carrie Ann, Retta, Claire, Danny, Emily, um, Get Grim, which is a really cool podcast you guys should all listen to. Um, thanks for your support. Podcast to podcast. Haley, Helene, Nicolette, Jamie, Jara, Jessica S, Jessica M, Jose, Kat, Kiana, Kristen, Carrie, Kylie, Kim. Sounds like the Kardashians. (laughs) Chris and Carrie, Kylie, Kim. Um, Anyway, sorry if y'all hate the Kardashians. I whatever. Um, They all got nice asses. La Michelle, (laughs) Lindsay, Maya, Melanie, Melissa, Shannon, Sarah, Sarah K, and Sarah L. Cherilee, Taylor, Toby, and Valerie. Thanks for your support, Thanks, guys. and thanks to everybody that listens. We love all y'all bitches. So, let's just dive right on into her. Let's just dive right on in. She was born on a Christmas day. No, she was um, born <laughs> on the day before Christmas. Sorry, I've been listening to a lot of Milton <laughs> John. Yes, you have. <laughs> she was born um, December 24th, 1837. Um... I've always thought it would suck to have a birthday so close to Christmas. Oh, you know it does. You know so, it has to because your parents are like, well, we didn't get you that big thing because we're getting you something else. For Christmas. For Christmas. Like, I, I had a really good friend growing up whose birthday was two days after Christmas. And so he'd be like, so for like Christmas, I'd get the race car. And for my birthday, I'd get like the batteries. Um, so she's a Capricorn. My kind of lady. Yeah. She was born in Munich, which at the time um, was the capital of Bavaria. And at the time, Bavaria um, is now still like a region in Germany, but it was its own kingdom back yes. then. Obviously, Munich is still a place. <laughs> it still exists. Bavaria had been a part of the Holy Roman Empire for ages and ages yeah. and ages. And her family had been like the Holy Roman Emperors since... For ages and ages, ages and, and ages. ages. <laughs> so in the mid-1800s, the Holy Roman Emperor, Empire at that point had was like no longer a thing. So it wasn't exactly the most powerful country in the whole world or anything. But it was a very strategically geographical place. Yes. They were still related to a lot of other royal families and... While it wasn't the biggest and most powerful country, it wasn't nothing either. Yeah, there was a yeah. big... It's a, it's a nice place there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Elizabeth was part of the Wittelsbach family. Wittelsbach. Wittelsbach. Yeah. Wittelsbach. Yeah. Um, and they you gotta were... say it as German as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and they were a really powerful family in Bavaria since, like, the 12th century. Yeah, like I said, the, the Wittelsbachs had been Holy Roman emperors, and they started being... Like, the Dukes of Bavaria, yeah, in, like, the 1100s. So, um, they've been around. Yeah. <laughs> One of her ancestors was actually the king of Denmark and Sweden. Yeah. Which, huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the family had had members of it. I already mentioned the Holy Roman Emperor. They'd had family members that had been, like, Queen of France, Holy Roman Empress, like, 
Yeah, they, they're really old, well-connected family. Yeah, a lot of money, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, her more immediate family, I mean, we get it, she bougie as fuck, but what does that mean for her upbringing? Like, how did she grow up? Yeah. yeah. So, her father um, was the Duke Maximilian of Bavaria, and so his direct line is a junior branch of the Wittelsbach family, which means he's not in line for the throne. No. Like, he's never going to be king. And he is okay with that. Yeah. He was a kind of a free-spirited... He was a bit of a hippie. Yeah, he was. He, he wasn't... Was. He was... His main two interests in life were folk music and circuses. Uh, all right. You do you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> you do you, boo. And when we say folk music, we don't mean, like, uh, Bob Dylan or anything. No. <laughs> like, Bavarian traditional folk music, which is... I guess like polka or some yeah. shit. I know yodeling is involved, but um, he's just like a big kid. He's a he's a groovy motherfucker, you know. Yeah. He yeah, he's childish and he's very soft hearted. He's definitely a nice guy. There's nothing you hear some of our queens that we cover. It's like her father was strict and da 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 da. This guy, I probably would have liked to have him as a dad. If yeah, I to have a dad. He was just like, y'all want to skip school and go to the circus. Let's Fuck yeah, go. dad. Yeah. So, so he was really fucking progressive. He didn't really like that absolute monarchy ruling everything. He thought it was outdated because really at this time in the world, there were, I mean, at this point, France has already kicked out the monarchy. Yeah. You know, little revolutions are coming here and there. And he's kind of being like, well, you know what? I get it. It's outdated. The people want to have a say in who's going to rule them now. Right. All the rest of his family is like, nine. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but I mean, I think Cece got that from him, definitely. She—that is definitely a a core belief of hers that she had for the rest of her life. Which, again, her whole family was like, "Ixnay on the democracy day." Just a weird side note about Duke Daddy Max. Oh, yeah, I read this. A few years after Elizabeth was born, he went to Egypt and climbed the pyramids and yodeled at the top of them. (laughs) Again, you do you, boo. You do you. (laughs) It kind of seems insensitive to us now because because we know how history went and, like, so many white people went to Egypt and stole all their artifacts and shit and did things like yodel at the top of their... (laughs) They're wonders of the world, but um, <laughs> at the time, I think everyone was just like, that oh, fucking goofy Duke. Like, <laughs> what is he fucking what doing? What is he doing? He just likes his folk music. He purchased some slave children in Egypt and set them free. Um, so that's chill of them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice um, guy. He did uh, bring some artifacts home from Egypt. Like, which... yeah. As per the aforementioned stealing of artifacts. Yeah, so now it's like, that's not so much what we should be doing. But... Yeah, and so, like, their home, their, like, castle in Bavaria is, like, full of mummies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. He seemed very eccentric. So that's her dad. House full of mummies, yodeling, going to the circus all the time. I mean, for a kid, it sounds great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Her mom, <coughs> however, was um, cut from different cloth. Yeah, she's very different from her father, which is why I was like, how did they get along? Her mom was Princess Ludovica of Bavaria. She was more serious about her duties. Yeah. 
She was the she was from the senior branch of the Vittlesbach family. So yeah, they're cousins. <laughs> if that makes you squeamish, get real fucking used to it. <laughs> because there's a lot of that shit. Her dad was king. So Yeah, she's pretty fucking bougie. Yeah. Elizabeth's maternal grandfather is king of Bavaria. Okay. And um yeah. So, her mom's bougie. And she was number nine of yeah. ten children. Princess Ludovica was nine of ten children. Grandpa King was pretty popular, but a little eccentric, which is a running theme in this family. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Let's, like, brush over that real quick, because I do think it's pertinent to yes. um, her story. But, like, for real, y'all. Don't marry your cousins for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yeah, years. Yeah, it might not be a good idea. Um, I mean, around the same time in history, the Romanovs are realizing, like, oh, fuck, we all have hemophilia. Maybe, <laughs> oh, shit. maybe we should have spread the gene pool around yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, it can cause all kind of health problems. And in this family, it caused lots of mental problems yes so alexandria just a generation or so before was a princess of bavaria alexandra who was famous for thinking that she had swallowed a glass piano and she lived in absolute fear that one day it might just break inside of her like where do you come up with a glass like oh fuck i swallowed a glass piano (laughs) bitch what like what the fuck She ended up getting sent to a convent. They were just like, you are Jesus' problem now. (laughs) You're Jesus' problem. Uh (laughs) Um, Ludwig I of Bavaria was her uncle. You have to say it German. Ludwig. Ludwig! (laughs) Of Bavaria was her uncle who was mentally unstable and he was forced to abdicate. Just because he's crazy. Just, well, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Long story in short, yeah, in a nutshell, because he was crazy. And, and then there's Ludwig II of Bavaria, uh, which was her cousin mm-hmm. and happened to be one of her very best friends growing up throughout her whole life. Yes, her, her and Ludwig were buddy buddies. He was he was a bit eccentric as well, and was also, also forced, forced to advocate because he was crazy. <laughs> and we're actually going to dive into him a little bit more in the Patreon episode. Yeah, so um, Patreon supporters. Keep your ears open for that. And then she also had a cousin named Otto of Bavaria. And he was another king that suffered from mental illnesses, most likely schizophrenia. <sighs> which back then, whenever mental illnesses just were not understood at mm-hmm. all, people were like, he's possessed or some shit. Yeah, what the think, hell? Mm-hmm. Like, what we're getting at <laughs> is uh, it'll be important later. So Princess Ludovica herself... Um, when she was told she was marrying her cousin Max, she was not thrilled. <laughs> All her sisters, like, married kings. Dukes. And, I mean, she married a duke, but, like, more powerful dukes. Yeah. She's like, she's like, so you're marrying cousin Max? And she's like, at the circus? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the she fu- was serious about her role in Bavaria. Mm-hmm. And so she was very disappointed that she was marrying a man who was not serious about his role in yeah. the monarchy. Nope, not at all. Yeah. But they had to have a happy enough marriage. Yeah. I mean, they had ten kids. So they obviously liked each other a little bit. At least ten times they liked each other. 
and Ludovico was like, I'm going to show the rest of my family. My daughters aren't going to be married off to, like, some nobodies, and my daughters are going to be queens one day, y'all. Yep. Yep. My daughters are going to be queens. She's, like, like she... Like, she thinks she should have been. She thinks she should have been a queen. So that's her family. A bunch of intermarried people with crippling mental illnesses. Oh, how fun. Yeah! (laughs) But her upbringing was actually really happy. Yeah. I feel like in her upbringing, there's a lot of parallels with Marie Antoinette. Agreed. Very Um, much agreed. Because she wasn't sent off to, like, we hear a lot of queens and princes and stuff like that that are sent off to households forever and ever away from their family to, like, learn how to rule. And she was actually raised by her parents, which is odd. I'm sure they had help. But, like, in the same house with all her siblings. So that's nice. She was not in Yield Dusty Castle alone. She was the fourth child and second daughter of the family, and she was really close with all of her siblings. Yeah, so she she got the nickname Cece as a child, and it pretty much just stuck with her for, for the, rest the rest of her, her life. life. Yeah. And her sister, Helene, was Nini. So, Cece and Nini. Cece and Nini. How cute. And they love, like, she was an outdoorsy person. They lived in the country. Like, oh, my gosh. She loved going horseback riding. Yes. She loved going hunting. It's kind of sweet. She loved write, writing poetry. And her and her cousin Ludwig would, like, write poems to each other all the time. And his pen name was the Eagle, and her pen name was the Seagull. <laughs> I think that's kind of adorable. It's kind of cute. That is so cute. But her education Ooh. wasn't the best, because she's the daughter of a fuck-off, like, do-nothing dude. Yeah. And she wasn't really expected to amount to much anyway, so they didn't really invest a lot in her education. Yeah, um, they'd be like, all right, time for your lessons. And she'd like, be like, I'd really rather go horseback riding. And they'll be like, yeah, cool. that's cool, too. Yeah. It's <laughs> you important. Can do that too. You could go horseback riding. Again, which reminds me of Marie Antoinette. They uh, used to let her fuck off all the time, too, because she was never meant to be. Anybody. Yeah, she was going to be married off into obscurity, like they thought Cece would be as well. Yeah, and she fucking loved horseback riding, like, for hours her, her and hours. Life. Yes. And she th- just disappeared for, like, 12 hours. There's a really beautiful portrait of her as a teenager riding, um, sitting on her horse with her skirt flowing to the side and back at her family home in Bavaria. And it's, it's very captivating. She was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful woman. So we know that she really didn't get much of an education, but what should she have been learning? <laughs> yeah, she should have been learning, like, different languages, court stuff. She she, she knew the German, and then she knew English. Because remember, this is the time of, like, Queen Victoria. Yeah. So <laughs> English was a very important language. Maybe to, you've heard of her. Maybe you've heard of her. <laughs> yeah, she should have been learning, like, court manners. You know, like, oh, when you see a duke, you curtsy this much. When you see a prince, you curtsy this yes. much. Whenever you Protocol. Sit, whenever you go to dinner, you don't sit until you whoever sits. this fork, yeah. not that fork, and you drink with this hand and not that hand. Exactly. And all that crap. Um, she should have been learning dancing and music. It sounds like she was doing just fine in poetry and shit like that. She should have been learning, like, religious studies. Yeah, and Bavaria is still, like, super-duper-duper Catholic. Which is interesting because when you think Germany, I just always think, you know, Martin Luther putting that note up on the (laughs) the church door being like, hey, I got some some points here that I want to (laughs) make. 
So I just, it surprised me. I, was, I thought, oh, Germany, this, these are all going to be Protestants. But no, they were... Super duper Catholic. Mm-hmm. So something she did learn from her father was his views on, like, royalty and how to, he didn't like the absolute monarchy. Like, we were kind of, like, talking Yeah, about and also he believed strongly in pacifism. Like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't fight. We should, we should all just get in a hot air balloon at the circus and yodel our differences at each other. <laughs> He seemed like a character. And it will all be fine. <laughs> she also learned from her dad to, like, not really love lots of responsibility. And yeah. Not really. I mean, he let her run off, like, instead of doing her homework. I don't want to do my homework. I want okay. to go on horseback riding. Yeah, like, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so, you know, lots of things that aren't necessarily indicative of being a queen in a huge fucking empire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, all in all, pretty chill childhood with parents that paid her lots of attention, close relationship with her children, not a great education, but she was happy. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about her personality and what she looked like. So Cece was more shy and introverted and... <laughs> Don't really think she had big ambitions as a kid. Mm-mm. Didn't really think that she was going to amount to much. She was prone to bouts of depression as a young girl. Um, but nothing that caused any red flags. Like, they were just like, uh, oh, she's moody. She's yeah. a teenager. Nah, normal. Yeah. She was gorgeous. Like, so pretty. And she was obviously told that she was so pretty every fucking day. And here's some foreshadowing. And let me get on my little... <clears throat> <clears throat> soapbox for a second. This is a cautionary tale on why you make sure not to just always praise little girls for their looks. Make sure to praise them on other things too because she became very obsessed that that is the most important thing about her. That's the only thing That's the only thing her. anybody ever gave her compliments on yeah. was her beauty. So she was just thought that that was her entire worth. So tell your daughters they're smart. Yes, right. Stepping off the soapbox. <laughs> so in her younger days, she had blonde hair, but it later turned dirty blonde, like a light brown. Mm-hmm. And her hair was like super long, 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 long. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that she did like an egg and whiskey treatment to mm-hmm. her hair. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, wow. Like, it came down to like her shins. And y'all, she was five foot eight as a full grown adult. Yeah. That's long hair. There's a gorgeous portrait of her with her hair just down. Yeah, I remember seeing that being like, damn. She's like in like what looks like a nightgown and her hair's just down. And she's just like kind of making this face of like, and what? Because <laughs> she was gorgeous. She was beautiful. And she knew it. But she didn't think she was good for anything else. Nope. She had fair skin. And, you know, she was just the prettiest little girl that everybody ever came in contact with. Yeah. And, she was, and she grew up into like a gorgeous, stunning Very woman. Very pretty woman. So, pretty woman, walking, walking down, down the street, street, not going to class, <laughs> with your long ass hair. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, so really, just nothing else noteworthy. Just a, not a very noteworthy childhood. No, until Mama starts deciding to marry everybody off. Yeah, <laughs> Ludovica had an older sister named Sophie, and Sophie had married the King of Austria. Another fucking parallel to Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie was, for lack of a better word, a ball buster. Yes. Um, Sophie. Oh, I have a quick correction there. Sophie didn't marry the king of Bavaria. He mar- She married the son of the king. And then when that king abdicated, because everyone's fucking abdicating at this point, <laughs> instead of Sophie's husband becoming king, 
she was like, you know what? No, I think my son will be better. And she kind of appointed her son to become king. So her husband was like still alive and stuff. And they were like, the next in line. And she was like, actually, no. Can we go with my son instead? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. But so, so Ludovica's sister Sophie married into the Austrian royal family. Yeah. And yeah. so her son's name was Franz Joseph. Franz Joseph. And he became emperor at 18, thanks to his mama. Oh, God, I would hate that. I know. <laughs> too young. Too, too young. Young. So Sophie liked the idea of marrying her sons to one of her younger daughter's kids. Like, thinking, okay, they'll be so thankful. Like, loyal. my nieces will just be like, oh my god, thank you so much for making an empress, making me empress of this huge empire. I'm going to do whatever you say. Yes. So that was Sophie's thinking because she's a control freak. Yeah, a little bit. We're not team... Sophie. No, I'm not Team Sophie. <laughs> yeah. So Cece wasn't chosen at first. Her older nope. sister Helene was meant for the Austrian emperor. Yeah, and Helene had taken her studies a little more seriously. She had paid attention. Like she knew that she was probably going to marry someone important one day. Yeah, she was the oldest daughter. So she took she took all of the <clears throat> the homework seriously. She just wasn't yeah riding horses. So Sophie invites um, Ludovica and Helene up to visit Austria. And they invite Cece to come with them because Nini and Cece were very close. So cute. I know. <laughs> and also probably because Aunt Sophie had other sons too. And they were like, well, maybe, maybe while we're... Maybe they'll hit it off. Yeah, maybe <laughs> another son or another cousin. So long as we're directly related to them, maybe you'll find a suitor. You know? <laughs> so let's chat about the Austrian court real quick. Yeah, the Austri- the court in Austria is like... Serious business. And super serial. Super serial, guys. The rules are strict. The hierarchy was taken very seriously. And like we said earlier, Austria's super fucking Catholic. Yeah. Something that is just bananas about the hierarchy, just to be a courtier, you had to like prove that you were no more than 16 generations separated from a king. Wrong. Like you had to, and if like, if, like, your great-grandfather had married a commoner, nope. Like, if oh if there was God. any commoners in your lineage, it had to be before your great-grandfather. Again, they are just keeping that gene pool real thin. They are, like, it's, like, so, so, so strict. Yeah, that's, like, the opposite of what Cece and Nini grew yeah, up with, you right? know? the exact opposite. Yeah. They were part of the Habsburg dynasty, which I think we've talked about in their Cath de Medici. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe even brought it up in the um, Catherine of Aragon yes, as well. The Habsburgs, for hundreds and hundreds of years in Europe, were, like, the dominant royal family. Yes. And married into every single other royal family. And super inbred. You've maybe... Just if you've never heard of Habsburgs, Google Habsburg jaw. Mm-hmm. It's this deformity. The last lantern jaw. The like. last king of the last Habsburg king of Spain. I think it was Charles II. I'm not sure. I don't have this in my notes. His jaw was so jacked up that like his his top and lower teeth could not meet. Like he physically could not. Close, close his, his mouth. mouth. Oh my god! And his tongue was too big for his mouth. Oh my god! Like he couldn't speak correctly, and he couldn't walk 
correctly because he was just it was just nature's way of going stop doing this <laughs> stop and, marrying your cousin and he died with no children because he couldn't he couldn't nobody would want to fuck that either. no yeah his wife was so scared of him i would be too and but he couldn't it's have not sex. Fault, like he could but... yeah so yeah so if you keep marrying all your fucking first cousins you're eventually going to create a monster and poor guy yeah right anyway they're bougie as fuck they're bougie (laughs) they thought helene was a perfect fit for this and you know she had everything that they would want yes um she was pious Mm -hmm. she knew her manners she knew all her languages she knew what fucking fork to use (laughs) (laughs) it's very important the forks made the forks so the Austrian Empire at the time, I don't think we've really spoke about it in any other episode. It was the third largest landholding empire in the world at the time. Yeah, the they first were really two big. were Russia and the UK. Okay, um, so they're a major player. The empire at this time included Austria, duh, <laughs> Hungary, parts of Italy, Bohemia, modern-day Czech Republic. Modern day Croatia, parts of Poland, parts of the Ukraine, big chunks of Germany. Okay, we can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> what we're getting at is a big deal. Yeah, they're big and powerful. Yes. Yes. And the center of that power was in Vienna. And, I would love to go to Vienna. Oh, it looks really nice. I know, it looks yeah. really gorgeous. And for real, though, the rules there are super rigid. Yeah. Super strict. So they pack up for Austria, and they travel to Munich to a place in Austria called Bad Ischgl. Yep. So from Munich to... I'm not even going to try to say the name of that place. (laughs) From Munich to where the emperor was staying. (laughs) By car, I think is only about a three-hour drive. By bike. When I'm Googling these, I'm always like, how fast would a carriage go? A bike. Bike. Okay, by bike. Because Google Maps does not have distance by carriage. And so by bike, about 11 hours. So it would probably be around that. Yeah. Maybe a um, little less. But it would take them a lot longer to get there because Mama Ludovica suffered, like, horrible fucking migraines. Yeah, probably from, again, from inbreeding. Don't do it! <laughs> and so they would have to stop. Like, they couldn't... They probably could have got there a lot faster. But they got... So, like, they were held up. And so they held up the emperor and the emperor's mother, Sophie, which was not a good look. <laughs> they also started their journey while still in mourning. Some aunt had died. For the life of me, I could I not find I couldn't find it either. Some aunt had died. If you know... Message us. Let us know. We'll put it into because episode I two. Sleep at three a.m. last night. I was because like, of who, this. what aunt? Like, I was like looking, <laughs> like searching all of uh, Ludovica's sisters and seeing what year they died, and none of them tracked. I was like, what? Are, what the fuck? But so anyway, so they're like in frumpy morning clothes, and they arrive, and the carriage with their luggage got lost along the way. Oh my god. So all they have are these frumpy black morning clothes and they arrive to like the fanciest fucking court in yeah. the world. Right. Like That's like super strict and Yeah, like, and their black morning clothes that they'd probably been wearing for like 3 days because it was only supposed to be a one day trip or something. Oh my gosh. That is 
awkward. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But hey, it turns out black was a good color for Cece. Yeah, because when the young emperor, Franz Joseph, who is 23, when he's introduced to his cousins, he could not take his eyes off oh, of Cece. he was whooped Can't from the moment. He, yeah, he was just you. so enamored with her. Love at first sight for and him. And for him. For him. <laughs> Important caveat. Yeah, for, for him. him. <laughs> and the whole court noticed. Everybody, and like, just like any other court we talk about, these bitches gossiped. Oh my god, yeah. And it was just immediately, it was like, oh my god. He's not looking at the right sister. Uh-oh. He's looking at the little blonde one. And Elizabeth noticed, and it made her so uncomfortable. I mean, she was already, like, she came from the country. She was not used to that big, everybody talking about her. Yeah. She already had everybody little bouts looking of depression. Yeah. And she hadn't, maybe if she had come prepared, like, oh, you're the one that's going to go meet the she emperor. She would have ended better, but yeah, I think that's this not, is really... She didn't show up in the right mindset no, for this. she was scared to death. The, the young 23-year-old emperor was enamored with Elizabeth, and Mama Sophie was not... <laughs> Amused. Mama Sophie is just a bitch. She, she, she love her, love her, but hate she her. reminds me a lot. For your tutor, your tutor files out there, it she reminds me a lot of Margaret Beaufort. Mm. Do you see that very parallel? Much so. She very, she got her son where he is. She has been running this show for the last three years. Ain't nobody she, gonna tell her nothing. No one ever tells her no. And so now that her son's, like, not doing exactly what she wanted, she is resentful. Yeah, she's, like, writing in her diary, and it's basically like, Cece this, Cece that. Cece's hair is so perfect. Uh, Cece's lips are like strawberries. Oh, strawberries. Mm, strawberries. We have strawberries here that we're snacking on right now. (laughs) That's one of the inspirations Mm -hmm. for this drink. But Sophie liked Helene. Helene was better suited. And so Sophie was like, okay. Elizabeth is very cute. Elizabeth is very sweet. But Helene is the one for Austria. She is the one that's going to be an empress. She has her languages down. She knows which fucking fort to use. Or she's been, what the fuck ever. She's been... Well, and also, Helene has been specifically studying the Austrian court. Wow. So she knows, oh, this person is this person's sister. So that puts them ahead of... So she knew this their person, history. She knows their family history. Which is so important and impressed Sophie. Yeah, because they're like super fucking strict rules. Yeah, and little Cece doesn't know shit, and she just looks like she's about to burst out into tears in any moment because she's scared shitless. Yeah, and Mama Sophie did not like people not doing what she said, especially her fucking son. Yeah. So Franz Joey was like, okay, maybe I do need to get to know Helene a little bit better. That is the one that was chosen for me. And so Sophie arranges this like super intimate family dinner in hopes of getting Helene and Franz to get to like know one another. Mm-hmm. But nope! That shit didn't work either. And I mean... This is a time where, like, photography was starting to be more commonplace. So you actually see photographs of these two women if you, like, search them and Google. Yeah. And Helene's not by any means a bad-looking woman. Sophie's, I mean, um, Elizabeth is just very, very pretty. She's gorgeous. She's very, very, very pretty. And Helene, 
things just weren't clicking yeah. with her and Franz. Franzi J. And he was just enamored with fucking Cece, though. Like, I mean, who amongst us has not had a moment like that? Where yeah. you meet somebody and you just you'd can't rather, get them out of your brain. Like, well, you meet somebody and you really want to bone their sister. <laughs> <laughs> who amongst us has not been there? Who amongst us who has, has not met their fiancé but wanted to bone their sister? <laughs> who is also your first cousin? Keep it up. <laughs> Thumbs up. So how how do you think Cece felt about this? Awkward. Yeah, she felt horrible. And also just uncomfortable. Yeah, she's a very shy, introverted girl, and now everybody's talking about her, and uh, she's just scared shitless. And so, but Franz is just not, Franzie J is just, just not taken into that. her... <laughs> He's thinking she's playing that game, like hard to get, acting yeah. shy. But, but no, she's just really not. She's literally it. shitting her pants. Um, <laughs> so Franzie J tells Mama Sophie, he's like, "Look, it's Elizabeth, or I'm a bachelor for the rest of my life, and they can't have that, you know." Yeah. And so he basically gives his mom an ultimatum. Yeah. And she held against Elizabeth for the rest of her life. It's like, it's not Elizabeth's fault, bitch. Like, it's your son. <laughs> but anyway, fine. Fine. You can fucking marry Elizabeth. But she was like, whatever. And uh, yeah, and Elizabeth is just sitting there going, why didn't I go to my etiquette lessons? <laughs> why the fuck did I go horseback riding? Why? And then, like, Elizabeth is so scared. She can't even, like... At all the royal dinners and shit, like, in front of the whole court, she can't eat. She's so scared. Oh, my God. Which, foreshadowing! Yeah, big foreshadowing. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places. Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan. But nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties. Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, 
now live on all podcast platforms. But again, Franzi J is just clueless and he's like, he proposes. He's, he's like, like, marry me and I'll make you empress and all of your problems will just be like, poof, gone. <laughs> I wish it was that simple. Um, yeah, and I'm sure she, she, I'm sure she wanted to say no, but... If you think Cece had any say in the matter, this is your first episode of Queen's Podcast to listen to. Welcome to our show. It sucks to be a woman in history. (laughs) So damn true. You can't tell the king no. No. That's the thing. Cece wrote in her... Ask Anne Boleyn. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck. Cece wrote in her diary, she goes, I do love the emperor. If only he weren't emperor. And another diary... It's just like... Her, the Princess Diana vibes. There. I know. Yes. It's giving me Princess Diana She also vibes. wrote, um, in something I heard today, that she wrote, like, if only he were a tailor. <laughs> Aww. Like, so, she just wanted a simple life. So, I mean, she didn't have... She's not married to somebody who's mean to her, who's horrible to her. Oh, he's absolutely in he's love very, with her. I mean, so we have talked about queens who are married to, like, brutal-ass men that yeah. are brutal to their wives. So at least she's being married to somebody that's nice to her, never lifts his hand to her, never yells at her, never says a dirty word to her. And he's maybe not too in love with her. Maybe too in love with her. He's not so much older than her. No. She's 15 and he's 23, 23 which now years. is ill. Yeah, that's But gross, then, but... I mean, Agrippina the Younger Ugh. was 13 and married to a 45-year-old. Uncle. So... <laughs> gross, gross, gross. So, yeah. So now they are engaged. Yay. Uh, yay. <laughs> um, and Franz, Franzie Joey was a nice guy. And they, but they really didn't have anything in common. Except for their grandparents. Except for maternal grandparents. They had maternal grandparents in common. <laughs> so there's that. It makes, hey, which family are we going to go to for Christmas? Ah, it's oh, the same family. Same family. <laughs> um, I never thought about it. Like <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it does make it easier. Yeah. <laughs> Cece found him unimaginative. Yeah. Because remember, like she, her her father, the male influence in her life was just basically like, "Let's go fly a kite, kids, and yeah. talk about fairy tales." <laughs> And he was very, we talk about a lot of kings sometimes who really didn't have much interest in, interest in kinging. Um, Franzi J is... One of those. No, he's the opposite. opposite of that. He is king and he's gonna, he's gonna king so hard and motherfucker's gonna find me. You know what I mean? Like, he is so into his responsibilities, which is... Good for the country. But Cece just likes to go and ride horses and play in the country. She's not very much like that. Yeah. And that makes me wonder why he didn't click with Helene, because Helene was more... Lips like strawberries. Yeah. Long blonde hair. Come on, (laughs) Nathan. Keep up. His dick. His dick is why he didn't click with Helene. Get your fucking head in the game, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of Helene... She was pretty butthurt by this. I mean, but she didn't take it out on Cece. No, Because it wasn't Cece. Nini and Cece did not have it a sound, rift It sounds like a, a, a Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Cece and Nini. <laughs> um, 
But they did not have a rift in their sisterhood about this. They continued to have a very close and very loving relationship throughout the rest of their life. Helene, for a while, did go through, like, a bout of depression. everybody getting depressed. Everybody in this family getting depressed. Um, <laughs> but nice side story. Helene did end up marrying, like, a much lesser prince a few years later. And she's the only one of Ludovica's daughters considered to have a happy marriage. Well, good for her. Good for her. Double clap. Yeah. <laughs> nice for Nini. Nice for Nini. <laughs> so, Cece goes home and has to get a fucking crash course. Crash of, course and being an empress. All, all those fucking years that you spent on a horse. Clear my fucking schedule. <laughs> I've got to learn to be a fucking empress of the Austrian Empire. Cram session. Cram. So let's just cram it all in, you know, in about six months. <laughs> Poor girl was so overwhelmed. She was 15. By the time she was done with her lessons, she was 16. I mean, I feel like, you know, when you're in college and you, like, didn't go to any of your classes and then you have the final next week and you have to learn, like, yeah. but you're an adult and that's your choice that you made, but yeah. now you're, like, 15 and you're like, oh, which four? Why did I do oh, this? What did I do? Why the fuck did I do the this to myself? Of who? What? Yeah. Like, I still, I am 34. We have been out of college a long time. <clears throat> yeah. I still have stress dreams about realizing I have a final I didn't study for. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, all the time. <laughs> At least once a month. I have stress dreams. I, I'm like, oh, fuck, I thought I dropped that class. I didn't drop it. I got to take that test tomorrow. <laughs> so I can only imagine the stress dreams she's having years after Empress 101. You know? Yeah, because she was too busy reading poetry and riding horses. Anyway. Like, <laughs> come on, girl, get with it. So, so she they, get, she gets she leaves Bavaria, she gets back to Austria, and they are married on April twenty fourth, eighteen fifty four. Uh, we've talked about this before, where they had to get a papal dispensation, yeah, um, to be like, you know, the Pope's basically like, uh, you're a cousins, but uh, it's okay, it's okay, <laughs> uh, you can me lots of money, you can get a married. <laughs> She's 16 and he's 23, which is not Like that I said, we've bad. seen worse. We've seen worse. Um, the wedding took place in Vienna, and that's obviously the capital of Austria, and it's at this regal as fuck church. Interesting fact. I wrote in the notes fun fact, but I don't know who this is fun for. The church they were married in had an urn up at the altar that had the hearts of at least 54... Habsburgs, kings or queens or emperors or whatever cremated in this urn. So when I think mm, romance, yeah. When I think romance, I think the, the 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 ashes of my dead ancestors. Hearts. Yum. Love you, baby. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Very romantic. But this wedding was a to-do, It was. It was a royal wedding in the sense of we think of royal weddings now. There were people lining the streets. There, if it would have, if it was today, you would compare it to, like, Meghan and Harry or something like that. Like, it was, get the fuck out of here. Like, the whole city shut down. Yeah, the members of the nobility weren't into her at all. Because she didn't know who they were. But the commoners were like, oh my god, I love her. The commoners were so jazzed about her. 
Yeah. They were like, she's... She's um, young. She's beautiful. She's the future of the Empire. Look at that hair. Oh, my God. (laughs) They loved her. Maybe that's why she's a gay icon is her hair. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Bitch, it might be. But no, and on her wedding day, she has a very gorgeous portrait from her wedding day. I... Oh, my God. I... Oh, my God. I... Oh, my God. It's gorgeous. (laughs) She's stunning. She... It looks... Pump the brakes. She's ready to go. I would have... I I would wear that dress. (laughs) I probably couldn't pull it off like she could because she is much taller than me. (laughs) But she looks beautiful. She has flowers in her hair. Like, she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And after the wedding, the married couple walked to their gilded cage that was taking them away. Gilded cage. Gilded carriage. Well, I mean, That was taking them away. She kind of felt like she was in a gilded cage. Freudian slip there. Freudian slip there. She sobbed the whole fucking way home. The whole way home, she cried. She's just so overwhelmed by this. Yeah. She's not somebody that was meant to live in the public eye. Like, again, I I think Katie and I talked about this during a little break that we had. I feel like she's giving me... Um, Marie Antoinette meets Princess Diana yeah. vibes. Like she's, Absolutely. Th- right now she's being Princess Diana where she's like, oh my God, this is just too much. Too much, too, too much. much. So Elizabeth immediately felt alone and scared from day one. And they did not consummate their marriage because we know that because Austria's creepy. No, so <laughs> uh, this is so fucked up. And like, I, it makes me so glad to be a private citizen because... Yeah. She, once the marriage was consummated, and this was typical, um, once the marriage was consummated, um, she gets all of these lands. And so, literally, their bedroom business is state business. Because once it's consummated, they're giving her all this money and stuff. And so they didn't consummate their marriage for nine days. Which isn't that long. She's 15. She's probably never even kissed a boy before. 16. 16, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) She's probably never even kissed a boy before. You know, like, that's not... Because people at court were like... And there's a lot of... People at court are like, it's been over a week. Why has this not happened yet? Because she's a child. Yeah. And she doesn't know anybody. And so it took nine days, which in my mind is is pretty quick. But once they finally did it, they had to make a public proclamation about it so, so she could get these lands That's and shit. so embarrassing. Like, yeah. can you imagine no. the whole country talking about, did you lose your virginity today? I know. Like, that is so embarrassing. The whole country talking about... Why hasn't she lost her virginity? What's wrong with her? It is oh, nine days. And like, it's not like it's months. You know, We've like we about said, queens that didn't sleep together for years. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, the people at court, you know, the courtiers we've already discussed didn't really like her. So they're all spreading these rumors of, like, yep. oh, so the emperor got her in bed and realized that she was nasty. She wasn't as pretty as he thought she was. Bullshit. She must be deformed. Like, all this stuff. And it was just... Can you imagine? I would be being... so mortified by all this. I know. I know. But she didn't really like sex all that much anyway. So... And I wonder, like, because later in her life she was even, she had some icky stuff about sex. And I wonder if it's just like. She's scarred. Yeah. She's scarred from it. Well, I got bit by a brown recluse spider when I was 12. <sighs> Oh, and, I think I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a bad situation. And, um, 
unsurprisingly. And every time I see a spider, it doesn't matter which size size now. I freak the fuck out because I think about that time that I that your leg almost rotted off. Yes. <laughs> Um, so maybe now when she thinks about sex, she thinks about everybody talking about her, you know, and every time she enters the room. That just doesn't give me a boner. Like, thinking about everybody talking about me while I'm having sex. That was the worst way you could have said that. (laughs) (laughs) So, the honeymoon is over. Wait, what? Yeah. After just like a couple of days, Franzi J is like, love you, adore you. Oh, my God, I would do anything for you, but I've kind of got a big, important project I'm working on. Called Kinging? Called called the Crimea War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, at this time in history, revolutions are just popping up everywhere. You get a revolution, and you get a revolution. <laughs> he had just settled a dispute with Russia, and he needs to keep an eye on those sneaky fuckers. Actually, about, like, a year or so before he met Cece, there had been, like, an assassination attempt on his life. Can you imagine being 23 and have already won assassination? I don't fucking know. Probably. Probably. But Austria controlled Hungary, and there's some fucking wild-ass people out there in Hungary, because they're Uh, hungry. (laughs) (laughs) They're hangry. Yeah, think Elizabeth Bathory. People in Hungary. And he's got to keep an eye on them, because they keep wanting to revolt. Yep. So... This was not a time of peace in Europe. No. (laughs) But he was busy. Again, so that's like... That would, that's what makes you a good emperor, but not necessarily a super attentive husband. But in his eyes, he's like, well, she must know that I just love her to bits by now. So why do I need to be with her anymore? You know, he just yeah. was, they had very different ways of thinking. I didn't look up what sign he was. Oh. Should have done an analysis. Oh. Anyway. So, Cece is sitting solo. She riding solo, girl. Mm-hmm. She don't have no friends. Mm-mm. She don't have nobody that understands mm. her. <laughs> Sophie sent all her Bavarian ladies in waiting back to the Bavaria. She was just like, "No, that she—that's a lesser court. We're, they yeah. are none of them are descendant from kings. You're gonna have ladies in waiting who are, de, you know, descendant from kings or what the fuck." And ever. her mother-in-law Sophie is so fucking mean to her. She is not. She is the mother-in-law from hell. Yeah. Um, like Elizabeth didn't have the whitest teeth. Like when she was young, she had I don't even know. She had some kind of disease or something and the doctors from the 1800s were bad at science yeah and so they had her like drink silver or mercury or something <laughs> weird like that like and so her teeth were a little discolored from that which is the best case scenario honestly sophie mentioned something to her she was like like she would always pick on her like about her teeth coloring so elizabeth just quit smiling which That's is so the sad. saddest thing I've ever said in my life. That's like, so sad. She's 16, and she quit smiling because her mother-in-law made fun of her teeth. She wrote in a letter to her mother, I am on show like a freak at the circus. Oh, <laughs> wow. That breaks my heart. The ladies at court were, like, on top of her constantly. And, she, again, she was so scared. She wouldn't touch her food. And she wouldn't, like, she just was, like, about at the brink of tears all the time. And Sophie hates that Elizabeth can't just fucking follow court protocol. Like, we've it's already discussed. so annoying. Like, it's and so, Sophie, petty. so So petty. It's so petty. Because a good mother-in-law would be like, 
Oh, honey, let me show you. Yeah. Let me show you. You know, let me help you with that. Sophie. Instead of just standing over her, waiting for her to make mistakes. So, BT Dubs, Franz Joseph was a Leo. (laughs) A Leo! I don't, I don't, I have a lot of Leos in my life. I don't have that many Capricorns in my life, so I can't make, I don't know. Anyway, the only she doesn't really have any friends at court. She does warm up to her brother Maximil her brother in law Maximilian. Yeah, brother Max was like a little more chill and a little bit more liberal, like she was. But unfortunately, he wasn't really around all that much because he was in the military. Yeah, but they were like close in age and they really got along together. so. So whenever he did come to court, he would always make sure to go out of his way to be nice to her mm-hmm. which is very kind of that's him. all it, that's what cc wants yeah yeah so for the first of many times in her life cc gets sick but it turns out it's one of those good sicks because she's pregnant yay babies only three months into the marriage so all those haters like why isn't they boning why aren't they fucking well she, she's pregnant now motherfuckers. she's fertile Myrtle. She's also 16. Ugh. In March 1855, she gives birth to her first child, and it's a girl, which is a little bit disappointing to everyone because history is about Yup! But it shows, hey, look, she's fertile. She can have kids. She didn't have any huge complications yeah, in her she pregnancy. It. She had a healthy kid. So all in all, it's a good thing. Except Cece didn't really get to be a mother because the moment the baby's born, mother-in-law from hell, Sophie, just snatches the baby away. They take like, the baby uh, away the moment it's born and christen her. They do not tell Cece. That would piss me they off. They are christening the baby. And like for someone who is so Catholic... That's like, that would hurt you to your soul. You would think, oh, I wasn't there for my child's christening. Like, I don't know. That could scar you. Yeah. And they named the daughter Sophie. (laughs) What a bitch. What a bitch. She names the daughter after herself. She snatches the baby away. Is like, hey, you don't like me. I don't like you. I'm naming your daughter after me. I'm like, what a bitch. (laughs) Franzi J was overjoyed. Of course he wanted a boy, but like he loved Elizabeth so much that Elizabeth could have given birth to a goat and he would have been like the next king. This is the best goat that has ever goated. (laughs) This is fantastic. (laughs) But he He, wasn't a super hands-on dad. He was never going to be hands-on, so he Mm. kind of when she was like your mother has taken away my child and is not letting me raise her Franzie J was just sort of like yeah, but she has more experience. Like, he was very pragmatic about it. He was like, she has more experience. She knows what she's doing. Like, he he didn't get why she was so upset. She just He just kind of had, like, that sensitivity chip missing. Yeah, you know he what didn't I mean? really get yeah. it. But he, I think he had a little sensitive side to him. That's true. That's because true. after his death, they found, like, a pair of his children's, like, shoes from when they were a kid. He had a little box under his bed with, like, keepsake from all his children's childhoods and, like... One thing, he had each of his children's first set of little baby booties. And that, little boots. He kept little, little boots. boots. He kept them <laughs> his whole life. So he wasn't, on surface, he wasn't all that sensitive, but... I thought you said on circus. <laughs> on circuses, not that sensitive. Anyway, 
So, um... While we're discussing babies, just a few months later, Cece was preggers again. And in July 1856, she has another daughter. She's only 18 at the time, and she's got two kids, so she's pretty fucking fertile. Guess what happened when she had a chi- another child? What? Uh, Sophie came in, snatched it, baptized it, named it. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't name it Sophie Part 2. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That would have been some Roman, some, like, Roman Empire shit there. Be like, well, you are Sophie, and you are Sophie Younger. No. Yeah, Sophie named her Gisela. Which, Which, very pretty. Yeah, pretty. That's a very pretty name. Good job, Sophie, even though I hate you. Yeah. Uh, She straight up told Elizabeth, look, you're too young to raise kids, which is like, I just pushed that out of my vagina. And it's just really sad. Elizabeth had, Elizabeth basically had visitation rights to her own fucking kids. Elizabeth wrote in her diary, you know, like, I only get to see my kids when Sophie's around. And she begged Franz, like we said earlier, just like with the first kid, she begged Franz, like, please. I want to be a part of my Petition to whoever the fuck you need to petition to for me to be a part of my kids' lives. And he was like, look, you need help, honey. You need help. We get a break from having babies for a second. She gets a chance to travel with her husband, which has a huge impact on her. Yeah, it does. They have this huge empire. And really, since she's been empress, she's only seen Austria. So in 1857, Franzi J is like, hey, baby. Let's go see this land that I run. He's like, he's like, I can show you the empire. <laughs> and this Italy, Bavaria, all the shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, oh, my God. You have not seen the new Aladdin movie, have no, you? No, I haven't. And you are still channeling Aladdin. Yep. So this travel really did a lot of good for it her. It did so much good for her. She, like, just getting her out of court. Was yeah. and seeing this she's whole a new ga- world. She's a country kind of gal. She just needs to be out and free. Yeah, and they actually get to spend some time together. And they took their kids with them. And Mama Sophie wasn't there, so fuck yeah. <laughs> they actually got to spend time as just like a little family sightseeing. You know, that also had like Secret Service and like 100 courtiers and and, like servants and stuff. But they were together as a family like they had never been before. Yeah, and this was really good for her. She was super fucking happy. She was so happy. She enjoyed meeting all the people that weren't (laughs) just courtiers either sent to kiss her ass or make her life a living hell. Yeah, she got to meet normal fucking people. And no one cared that she didn't know what fork to use, you know? <laughs> right. The people the outside of Vienna were you. Yeah. The people <laughs> outside of Vienna were just so charmed by her beauty and her youth and how down to earth she was cuz she didn't mind like going and talking to commoners. She wanted to go visit hospitals. She wanted to go visit Again, Princess Diana yeah, vibes. Very much Princess Diana vibes. She wanted to go visit the sick people. She wanted to visit people who had just been who were still like soldiers recovering from war. She wanted to be down like in the nitty gritty of like the people. Yeah. And the people ate this up. Oh, with a spoon. She loved the people. The people loved her. It was a very good relationship. So, while they were in Italy, Elizabeth tried her hand at being a little bit political. Not really even that much political, more so than before, because she hadn't 
because she's six, like she's eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's prisoners who were involved with some possible uprisings against Austria, and Elizabeth, you know, being the fucking hippie that her dad raised her to be, uh, she was like, "Hey, maybe show these people some mercy." Show these people some respect, and they maybe won't revolt. Yeah, maybe if you're nice to them, they won't want to try to assassinate you. And her hubby did. Yeah, so he, like, didn't torture and execute these prisoners, which is pretty chill of him. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, this isn't unheard of. No, all throughout history, queens would petition kings to show mercy. It was almost, like, in their roles the king yeah. was supposed to be like, I'm coming down on you with the full force of the law. Even maybe if he didn't want to. And then the queen was supposed to step in and be like, show them mercy. And then they find some middle ground. Like those were common roles since like medieval times. So this really wasn't outside of her scope of responsibility. Yeah, she wasn't overstepping her yeah. boundaries. So then they went to Hungary and I'm sure she was like, not knowing what to expect since Sophie like was like, oh, it's crazy fucking people there. But she fell in love with this country. Everybody was they weren't real. Up, they weren't uptight. Yes. They ev- weren't uptight. They like talked they to her. Actually. They didn't talk to her like she was the empress. They talked to her like she was a they country girl real. from Bavaria. And that is what she wanted. Um, they, they didn't have that kind of court system. It was much more she lax. She was so annoyed by that. They were interested in the concept of democracy. Hey, guess what? I'm interested in the concept of democracy. Daddy raised me that way. Yeah, so these are her fucking peeps. And they would be her fucking peeps till her, for the rest of her life. So she decides that she's going to start learning Hungarian. Like, the language, while she's there. And the people in Hungary are just, like, now super in love with they're, her. Oh my God, they're like, oh my god, this beautiful empress comes to our country. She's sympathetic to our cause. She wants to learn our language. She wants to, like, go to our hospitals and our, you know, factories. You know, what the fuck ever. And just, like, get down, like, with our peeps. Nitty gritty. And it, they just hadn't experienced that in so long. And then guess who catches wind of this? Uh, Sophie. Mama-in-law Sophie. The, you know, the one that snatched her child away and named it after her. It pisses Sophie <laughs> off because she hates the Hungarians because they're always starting shit. And she doesn't care that, like, Cece's finally found people she can relate to. She's like, what are you doing over there encouraging them with democracy or whatever, you know. So while she's traveling, Cece finds this little pamphlet on her dresser. And basically what it said was a queen is there to give the country she's married to into a male heir. If she doesn't do that, everyone views her as an outsider and she cannot have a son who should be sent back home. Like, what the fuck? It's it's Obviously, <laughs> spoiler <so> alert, <laughs> Sophie told somebody to put it there. Yeah. Like, word got back to Sophie. Hey, she's let these... Um, Hungarian savages. And also, Sophie was super pissed off about the Italian political refugees oh, yeah. and stuff like that, too. Um, another part of that pamphlet was also, like, queens should not meddle in political aspects. Which, bitch... Look, look at the fucking look mirror, at bitch. Look, yeah, look <laughs> like, at what yourself. are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I don't, we don't know 
what Cece's reaction to this was. But knowing just her personality later in life when she would get upset, I have a feeling she wasn't, like, cool, calm, and collected about it. I'm sure she brought it up to her husband and was just like... This is fucked up. The fuck? What the fuck is your mom up to? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then tragedy strikes. This is, like... I think this is her breaking point. Yeah. So while in Budapest, the whole family gets sick. And everyone is recovering, but little baby Sophie, she did not. Um, Little baby Sophie died in her mother's arms, which for a woman with bouts of depression, that is not a good thing. Not going to be a chill time in your life. And they had literally just celebrated her second birthday. So she was not... Yeah. I would have broke. I would have broke too. Oh, well, and Elizabeth did. (laughs) This is the first, like we said, she had had like melancholy spouts in her life or bouts in her life. But this was the first time that it was like a full-blown depression. I mean, if you lose a child, Mm -hmm. like that is Mm -hmm. not someone with a history of mental illness. She's done. She was inconsolable. She wouldn't eat which is a reoccurring theme if you haven't noticed yet she would cry so much that she would get sick she like would just her health devastated she was devastated (laughs) like multiply the multiply the saddest you've ever been in your life times 10 because she's got like these mental predispositions already Mm -hmm. and it's just like mm. When you think about it, like, her mother-in-law raised these children, so this trip had been the first time she ever got to know these children. And, and then right away. Oh my God, and it dies it just, in your arms. Like, uh, that would just, I got the, nope, nope, nope. nope. I would, I'm not leaving my room for about five weeks straight. But she's got to travel home. And I'm just going to cry. They got to get back to Vienna to give their child, like, a proper funeral yeah and sophie is like publicly blaming elizabeth for this so grief she's such a bitch grief is weird and i in my own life i try i try not to blame people about the weird fucked up random ass shit they do when they're grieving because everybody metabolizes their grief differently wouldn't you agree agree but fuck a basket full of sophie's yeah. Because mother-in-law Sophie was just, like, telling everybody, like, Elizabeth must have done something wrong. See, I told you she could not mother she herself. She hated her. She was just, like, she blamed Elizabeth so blatantly. Sophie and Elizabeth's is a control freak. Too, Elizabeth is just too young, too inexperienced, too... Stand up to her. She can't stand up to her. She can't know, like, if... I don't have any children, but if one of my dogs died and somebody told me, you, your dog died because you were a bad dog mom, I am confident enough in my dog momming abilities <laughs> to know that, fuck you, lady, I'm a good dog mom. She never had the chance to build that confidence. So maybe she was thinking, oh, fuck, maybe I... 
I'm just maybe thinking. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe You're I right. shouldn't have given her that piece of meat. Maybe I shouldn't have let her play outside. Maybe you. But really, what happened is they probably got the whooping cough or whatever. No, they. It was. It was. Um. Is dysentery the one where you have yeah. all the diarrhea? Yeah. It was that one. It was oh. the one where you have all the diarrhea. Oh. Yeah. It's not something that she could have. Fixed, though. Yeah, but as you, but when you're grieving, you're not logical. You're like not that. logical. You're just like, oh, maybe I did this and this, and then you have your mother-in-law telling everybody, yeah, she killed him. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But Elizabeth did obviously did not take this so well. No. She locked herself in her room because I would do the same thing. So they buried <laughs> Sophie in the family crypt, and immediately after the funeral, like Elizabeth held it together. Enough to be presentable until Bitch. the moment the funeral was over. I, I would have had a full blown mental. Oh, breakdown. she did. Oh, she absolutely like, did. I would fully just be like ugh, ugly, cry into a pillow. She did. She locked herself in the room. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't see anyone. Um, you know, we've touched on the mental in- instability in her family. Um, you. I think a mother-in-law, once you see, oh my God, how distraught the mother of my grandchildren is, like, let no, me. No. no, she was a bitch. She was a straight up bitch. Uh, Cece writes her mom and um, is just, like, distraught. And um, Princess Ludovica writes back, just being like, I understand. I get it. This is the 1800s. Everyone's lost a child. Like, because everyone has, you know? They have. But I understand your grief, but don't. Her mother tells her something that's so important. She says, don't let this ruin your relationship with your other daughter. Because she hears, like, your daughter's neglecting, you know, Cece is neglecting her husband, her family. And so Ludovica is like, don't let this ruin your relationship with the daughter you still have left. And then she was like, maybe if you have another baby... This will help. Which I think is well intended, but was the opposite of what Elizabeth needed to hear at that moment. Yeah, because she was kind of neglecting her daughter Gisela. Well, the thing is, her and Gisela never had a close relationship because... So, it was smart. Her mother knew you're neglecting your daughter, but saying, um, maybe have another baby and that'll make it all okay was ill-advised. Yeah. Anyway. So, Franz Joseph, I think he thought this shared grief brought him and his wife, like, somehow closer to I mean, it might. It might. I've heard heard about plenty, you know, when you go through grief, grieving together can be a bonding experience. It brings that relationship closer. But Cece did not feel that way at all. Mm -mm. Um, Joey was always a little bit blind. A little bit. A lot of bit. <laughs> he was blind in his love for her. He thought, my love... Like, he never really took into account if he if she loved him back. Yeah. He never worried about it. <laughs> so she... To, to cope, she would go out riding horses hours and hours and hours on end. So she wouldn't have to talk to anybody about her daughter. So she wouldn't have to face court life. Like, when I say hours on end... 
like it's 12, like 12 hours. hours. And she's not allowed to go out on her and own. she's not eating that much either at she's the She's not same eating time. anything. So, spoiler alert, she has an eating disorder. Yes. And when you're riding a horse, that's physical activity. Oh, my God. Last time I went horseback riding, I was sore for, like, the next three days. Yeah. It is. It takes every muscle in your body to, like, gallop on a horse. <sighs> but, like, the Lord. thing is, is, it's not like she just went off on her own. She has to have attendance. And so her lady and ladies in waiting who ride horses, but they're not like as experienced as she is. After like five or six hours, you're tired. Yeah. But no, she would go out for like twelve hours. And Joseph is like, "Oh, she has hobbies. She's fine." He's like, "Oh, she's he, good. I'm so glad she has a hobby. Something to." He doesn't realize what she's doing. Yeah, which is completely trying to block out her grief instead of dealing with it. Yeah. It's eating yeah. disorders yeah. to get rid of your grief. Everyone else realized what she's doing. Yeah, but he didn't. <sighs> so in December that year, she gets pregnant again. So obviously, they've got a little... I mean... They love each other. Yeah. She's... It's her third pregnancy by age 20. And she's starting to get a little bit more confident in her place in the world. Yeah, that, that crash course didn't really help until now. And she's like... You know what? I don't really like being pregnant. I I don't like giving birth. It hurts. It sucks. It's I dirty. Fat. Um, I, I feel super fat when I'm pregnant. Every time I have a baby, I'm ugly for like a week afterwards. Like, <laughs> And everybody at court is like, you're only 20. You're going to have like 10 more kids. You need to get used to it. Because a common empress who is a fertile myrtle is going to have like 15 kids. You and know? she hated hearing that shit. She was just like, mm, watch me nope. Watch me nope, nope. And <laughs> so in 1858, she gave birth to a healthy baby boy, which is what everybody's been waiting for because history's a bag of dicks. Um, they name him Rudolph. The country was overjoyed. There was like, people were shooting cannons in the street. People were drinking champagne in the street. And every bag shop. And every, yeah, bag of dicks. But also, Cece's celebrating too because she's like, I've given Austria. I have given you your air. I am shutting <laughs> this down, and you can't see me in podcast land when I say I'm shutting this down. I'm She's pointing at my vagina. vagina. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> shutting it down. Hundred percent done with this shit. And um, mother-in-law did the same thing with the baby. Yeah, taking the baby and doing what she wanted to do. But this time, Elizabeth steps up and she's like, no, bitch. No. Not today, Satan. Not today. But she must have, like, there's no clear record of what she did. But knowing her personality, she must have acted really irrational when she tried to step up and say, no, I want to raise my baby because everybody told her you're acting hysterical. You're act-. So she must have not been like, here is my detailed, you know, consensus on why I should raise my own children. It must have been like, give me my baby! You know yeah, what I mean? Something so, like that. But so, yeah, I, I, can you blame her? She just lost a baby like how many months before? Not that long before. <laughs> then had a she just wants a baby. So, she isn't coping well. No, and though she'd always been very concerned with her beauty, things got a little out of hand. <sighs> like, to the point of obsession. Um, yeah. 
So she started weighing herself multiple times a day, and if she got over 110 pounds, she'd do what was called a starvation cure. Sounds like anorexia. So, okay. <laughs> I um, Another soapbox I'm going to get on. I don't believe in BMI, you know, like whenever... Body mass index, yeah. Because um, it was not created by doctors. It was created by an insurance company. Surprise. But, yeah, to be like, oh, you're fat. We don't have to give you good rights or whatever. Um, so when I tried to Google, cause I don't know, I am in heels and I am five foot three. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what a five foot eight woman is supposed to weigh. I just know me on a good day being five foot three, I have not weighed 110 pounds since I was 14. Yeah. I'm five foot eight, nine. Like yeah. I'm her height and I... I'm a little over, quote unquote, overweight. How are Um, you overweight? You're the skinniest person I know. I know. But anyway, Um, so I was trying to Google what is an average weight for a five foot eight woman. So 130, 40, 50 pounds. And I saw more. I saw less. I saw what I'm trying to get at is I don't hate if you are the body weight. Your body is your body. Your body is your body. You do you. What I was trying to Google is a, is 110 pounds, very skinny for a five foot eight yeah, woman. It is. And from what I found out, yeah. That's really. Yeah. yeah that's super yeah. skinny. That, she has eating disorder. And for the rest <laughs> of her life, for the rest of her life, this weight thing. Eh, we'll talk about it more next episode. Yeah. We've got. So for the next two years, Elizabeth's health, like, plummeted both physically, physically mentally. mentally like just like she developed like this horrible horrible cough she was so thin that people were afraid to touch her yeah and she neglected her kids too for real for real not just because like i feel like she was defeatist like when it, when her son was born she was like i want to raise him and when they were like no she would just instead of fighting anymore she was just like Fuck it. I give up. I'm going to go ride my horse. Like, whatever. (laughs) And she neglected her husband, too. But he probably didn't notice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. She had always written really sad poetry her whole life. But around this time, she wrote this and, like, Nathan, you have a better theatrical voice, so I'll let you read it. But it makes me so sad. Or the, like, thine own seabirds. I'll circle without rest. For me, Earth holds no corner to build a lasting nest. <laughs> it's just basically so saying sad. there's nowhere in this world for me. She's so Where sad. am I supposed to go? There's nowhere for me to, like, plant roots, you know? She's like, so sad. Ugh. She's also diagnosed with anemia. Though, modern historians think it might have been gonorrhea. No, Franz. Well, Franz... Franz Joey. Franzy J. So let's talk about, and we'll probably in the next episode get into, like, his maybe mistresses. If he ever had a mistress, which he probably did, because um, she didn't love him. True. He was never... He never paraded them around because he loved and respected her so much. But before he met her... He got around, round, get around. He got around, round, got around. He got so. Um, it may have been focus. <laughs> You're the one not focusing. It may have been anemia from her, you know, not eating, 
Or it may have been gonorrhea from, like, previous relationships her husband had. So the court physician is like, maybe you just need a change of scenery. Maybe the city isn't good for you. Maybe you need, like... She needs the country she needs girl. Country road, yeah. take me home. She's a country yeah. girl. She And, like, her ears perk up. She's Just like, you up. want me to get out of here? I can, I can get the fuck out of here. Doctor's, Doctor's orders. orders. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get out of here. Gotta leave. <laughs> Queen Victoria of England hears... I mean, they're probably cousins. I don't fucking know. I didn't look into it, but they're probably cousins. So Queen Victoria hears, oh, the Queen of Austria is sick and she needs to get out of Vienna. Queen Victoria sends her her best yacht. <laughs> God, how, how amazing. <laughs> She's like, honey... I know about hate because Queen Victoria also hated being pregnant and yeah. sex and having children, and so she was like, "Honey, I know, I know. Take my boat. You, you go do you, girl. You, you go a get a facial. You go get a massage. You go to Greece, honey. Take my boat. And when Queen Victoria sends you a boat, you, you say, take it. <laughs> you say thank you, and you get out of here. And so she gets the fuck out of Vienna without her husband, without her kids, and she's like. Thank God, without her mother-in-law. Preach, Jesus. And so that is where we are going to leave Elizabeth of Austria. Because she has a whole nother set of stories. She's got a whole... Yes. (laughs) She's got a lot more shit coming up. Whole lot of shit. Yes. You know what? Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll continue this in probably about two weeks, two or three weeks. Cheers, bitches. Cheers, bitch. So, thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just, like, hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast. All one word. All smushed up. Queens Podcast. Um, Follow us on Facebook. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, clink. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.